0: Ezra were a mess. Shook up in a way that I'd not seen from him before. I prayed to the rinth I wouldn't see again. It weren't just what had happened that night in the factory. We could both see what were coming next. We could see how all of this would be spun. Two fucking swifts Ezra'd be chum for every Maranushi and every Syndic thug the streets were already crackling with the heat of the thing and there were embers waiting for fuel we could all feel it we knew that the burn were coming that hot terrible fury that reduced the embrace we knew to ashes Though he wanted it, not yet. Please, not yet. I wouldn't let Ezra be in the middle of that blaze. There would not be the revolution's effigy. I couldn't. I wouldn't. There were. There meant so much more than that. So we sent him away. We got them out as fast as we couldn't. There weren't much time to plan. We got them to the cut. Seemed a good a place as any. Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today are Thryn Henderson.
1: Hello, I'm Thryn, and you can find me on Twitter at Thayrin.
0: Elizabeth Simones.
1: Hello, I'm Ziz, you can find me on Twitter at c
0: Steve Martin. Hey, I'm Steve,
2: and you can find me in a puddle on the floor.
3: And Ryan Evans. Hey, I'm Ryan, and you can find me on Twitter at brainx ray
0: And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at t Dixon, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. We have a website at flimsyrituals.com, and you can come and chat to us on our Discord, which is linked on our website and our Twitter. And as always, all of the music in this season is taken from Satin by Kai Engel. So, I think today we open in the cut the strange, broken, unspooled labyrinth that came with the killing of Kedroya. It is a spectral, bismuth, uncanny maze that exists both below and within and above Embrace. I think we open on a shot of all of you within this maze, maybe. Maybe you've paused for a little while altogether. Where do you imagine we are? What do we see?
2: Um, I like the idea that it's this is a, a fairly open cave. Um, maybe maybe next to like a pool of water, um, sort of still, flat, you know, almost glass-like uh, lake that stretches out into the darkness. And whatever light we've got with us, we can't quite see the, the other side.
0: I will add one detail to the water, which is, although it's still and glass-like on this surface, as you sort of look down into it, you can see that underneath it's roiling. Like, it's roiling across the bottom of the lake.
2: It's, um, it's pretty cool, isn't it? It's like, um, it's like there's clouds or something underneath. I don't normally get to show people this stuff. It's, uh, it's nice to have you all along.
3: Is it different for a spirit? Is the cut different for me as a ghost?
0: I don't know if it's totally different. I think, I think it's almost like the opposite of like when you manifest into the physical world, if that makes sense. So for everyone else, it's like they're coming into your realm. Or your way of seeing things. I imagine all the time that you're in Embrace, you're probably perceiving the cut. At least bits of it. You can see where it overlays over bits of the city. And you can kind of step between them fairly easily, depending on, you know, your your abilities as a spirit. And I think for for everyone else, this is like them manifesting into your way of seeing things. And instead of it being like this is the physical world and you can see bits of the spiritual world you can see almost like when you get reflections of like mist off the concrete sometimes if you look hard enough you can see the city beyond does that make sense
3: yeah yeah i think so
0: i mean if if there's a way you think it would be different for ghosts or spirits do say
3: no no i think that's that's right that's what i was asking you to see if there was like a a difference but i like that idea that this is this seems more real to me than the actual real world
0: yeah and for ezra and nia i guess we saw you come into it in the first score right that was how you got away but is this the first time you spent this much time down here
4: yeah absolutely the cut is for running through not being in
1: yeah, I, I, I don't imagine Nia's had much cause to go into the cut. Except for, I guess, recently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how are you both finding it?
1: Uh,
4: Ezra hates it. Ezra hates being in the cut. <laughs> I think because they're very spirit sensitive and because some of their spirit is outside the body, not in where it should be, I think being in the cut makes them feel a bit seasick.
2: Yeah, I can imagine that. Ezra, Ezra c- come, come and come and have a look. You, you, you've got to go right up to the edge and look right over. Like, it just, it just mm. drops off. It's really deep. It's really no, cool. No, I'm good. No, no, no. C- c- come and have a look. No, look, it's all right. It's, thank you. You, you. you really can't
1: see it from over there.
4: No, I'm good. Yep.
1: Nia, Nia, come and have a look. It's, it's amazing. I feel like for Nia, this is deeply unsettling and inspiring. Like, I think Se could get used to it, but it's just such a different experience. But at the same time, it's fascinating. Ash, is it is it always like this? Is the water always, does it always do this? I mean, here,
2: yeah. In other places, um, well, it does all kinds of things, really. It's, um, sometimes it falls upwards, um... Sometimes it's glows. Um,
1: yeah. Is it safe? Like, can you go in it? What does it feel like?
2: Um, I, I, I can't swim, so I've never tried. Um. Oh, watch this. And um, Ash like grabs a rock and just chucks it into the lake. And I think where where it sort of lands, where it, where it hits the water, and sends the ripples out, the the roiling underneath just kind of spreads out in this like huge what looks like explosion under, under the water, but it never touches the surface.
0: Hmm.
1: I want to touch it. Do it. That seems like a terrible plan.
0: You can touch it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't you touch it? <laughs> yeah. 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 They Say do.
0: I mean, I'm not going to make you roll for this. It's, it, unless you want <laughs> to, but like, yeah. You, you tell me what happens.
1: I want to know how it feels.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you tell me what happens when Nia touches it.
1: I like the idea that there's a physical sensation, but also a spirit sensation. Mm. Like the, the roiling goes beyond just, like, serve skin.
0: Yeah, it, it starts to feel as if bits of your insides are roiling, like, down your arm.
1: Yeah. I don't think Nia keeps her hand in for very long.
0: That's very fair.
1: But it was a good learning experience.
0: <laughs> is it something they want to repeat?
1: I mean, I think Nia would repeat things like that if it was useful to like an artistic cause.
2: This is going like, to inspire your next outfit, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Nia's royal collection. Hey. <laughs> hey, nice summer. Whatever year this is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we
2: we should we should probably get a move on. I think we can't really. I've never really stayed anywhere down here for for too long. I don't know what happens. So you know,
1: how long's the longest you've ever been in the cut? <sighs>
2: How long was I in the cut, or how long was I in the cut to people who weren't in the cut? What it? I was down here for um like a whole day once, and I, I apparently had gone missing for a week. So um, sometimes weird things happen. It's 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 strange down here. So yeah, we should
1: um.
4: Well, I hate to break it to you, Ash, but I think we're going to be down here for. A while in real time, so we are going to have to stop somewhere eventually.
2: Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, sounds fun. Does it? Yeah.
4: Grand. Uh, That's grand.
2: There's There's always new things to see down here, so staying down here longer, maybe there'll be even more new things.
3: Ivar gestures to Nia and goes, um, look, you're now Nia. You got uh, to bring a bag with you on anything? Not, not a posh one or anything, you know, like just a normal one. <laughs> well, something for Ezra to be sick in.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think that Nia would give any bags for that. Sorry. <laughs> I think Ezra just takes a
4: very deep drag on a cigarette with their eyes screwed closed and kind of flips Ivar off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask, is it just you four? Is anyone else with you? Have you brought anything with you? Obviously we'll do load as normal once we do the score roll, but is there anything?
4: Uh Ezra is very prepared. In what way? <laughs> I brought I brought a cart. Um, which I did ask you about before this score and we said it was okay (laughs) Uh, I think it's kind of I guess like the maybe equivalent of having a bug out bag like this was kind of just a thing we had prepared just in case
0: What's this cart like? Is it wheeled? or
4: Uh, It's it's legged
0: (laughs) Of course it is
4: But it's kind of got like a series of legs along the side and they they move when you push it. So it's like it doesn't walk by itself, although they probably could have figured that out eventually. But it's like it kind of helps you move it.
0: Mm. Is it sort of like Strand Beast esque in design?
4: its design? Yeah, it's very Strand Beast. It's maybe the size of two of those little carts that people sell roast chestnuts in at mm. Christmas. It's not yeah. huge, but it's like enough space to pack some blankets and food and guns and stuff. <laughs>
0: I like it.
2: Just a nice little picnic hamper.
4: Um, the only canonical aesthetic thing about it I have, other than it has a load of kind of spider legs, is that there's like a bioluminescent lamp hanging from the front of it, like an anglerfish.
0: Ooh.
3: Yes.
2: I like that a lot.
3: Love it. That's very cool. I think um, Ivar just brought topaz.
2: Yes, topaz. I'm so glad Topaz is here.
3: I think Topaz is just, like, trotting along behind Ivor. How does Topaz feel about the cut? I don't know, actually. I imagine that she's unnerved.
0: Mm.
3: Like, she seems wary of everything. And I can't imagine it's somewhere that I've brought Topaz before.
0: Yeah, other than for, like, short bits between missions or whatever.
3: Yeah.
2: How, How friendly, how sort of, like... Cuddly as Topaz.
3: I think she'd be friendly with you, Lot, in the sense that, you know, have you've all met before.
1: Good. Very important information.
3: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Can't
0: believe we've not asked that before. I know, right?
4: <laughs> I like to imagine Topaz is reasonably friendly with us, because I think every time Ezra like makes tea or food for anyone in the Jubilee, they make one for Ivar and then feed it to Topaz. So we're like the food <laughs> friends.
0: Yes, every time Ezra goes to like towards the kitchen space in the Jubilee topaz it's just like please food 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 for topaz hundred percent yeah
1: Wow I will say where Ezra has their cart, Nia definitely has a specific bug out outfit mm, God it's got pockets turns into a tent which has lots of um pockets and things sewn in to different seams yep. that kind of thing like yep. it's i don't want to say go go gadget that's the wrong thing <laughs> but like or mary poppins bag but like say tried say say tried to get like that kind of thing cool but none of the bags go to ezra for <laughs> being ill and that's that's unacceptable
0: that feels like not something that neil would bring
1: no and none of them are suitable for, for that.
3: Yeah. Well I tried.
2: Um, so what exactly are we looking for again?
0: Shall we is this where we
3: flashback?
4: Let's do it. Let's flash back, baby.
3: Cool. Ooh. Sorry to be a pain, but did Ash bring anything? <laughs> we
1: <didn't> do our... <laughs> I just did the flashback noise and he everything. <laughs>
2: no. No he didn't.
0: He's he's just got
2: the clothes on his back and some
0: assorted thievery gear. I think the bracelet. Hopefully, of course. <laughs> Hello, I've We've got all- a business, magical Bismuth bracelet that lets me navigate
3: through the cut. Did you bring it? No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got our friendship bracelets as well. That's
4: true. You've all got your friendship bracelets.
3: Wait, wait, wait! Bracelet?
4: Did you mean the like the, like the map?
0: The map,
2: yeah. That's that's bigger than a bracelet. Oh, I yeah,
0: think. I, I think it's because I know that another faction have them as bracelets. Ah. Oh, right, or similar yeah. similar things as braces, maybe? But yeah.
2: No, in, in, in my mind, it's like the size of a dinner plate kind
0: of thing. Just yeah. a big chunk of rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just like the idea of Ash been two weeks into the cut and just being like, oh, shit. Really <laughs>
4: wish I'd brought that map, huh? <laughs> so I think
0: it's... Maybe only been a few hours. Half a day, maybe, since the end of the downtime where we saw Ezra rushing to Nilcat. I think when we saw Nilcat go out into the streets, as well as trying to keep the swifts off of Ezra's trail, he also assembled the rest of you. I imagine there were some knocks during the night on your doors or however else Nilcat gets in contact with you. And the message was the same for all of you. Just quick. You need to get ready. You need to come. We'll meet you at the carousel. And I think we zoom in on you all there. Ezra sat at the, the kind of makeshift table and Nilcat stood up nearby them. How is Ezra looking?
4: Oh, like hell. Um, I think... They probably haven't bothered re-getting dressed by this point, so they are covered in what looks like building rubble or dust, like thick in their hair and over their skin. They don't have a shirt on, so you can see that there's like the recently just beginning to fossilise scars of an enormous bite on their side. You're all familiar with Lysidae, so you would know that that's what it is. Um, They've Clearly been crying recently, and I think they're yeah they're still pretty shaken up about it. So I think they've they've kind of trembling hands as they try and do anything. But they would give you kind of like a weak smile as
2: you come in. Um, Ezra, are you okay? Oh, I've been better, but look, um, before you say anything, I'm I'm really sorry. I it kind of got out of control. I I just wanted to have a bit of fun, and it all kind of ended up getting a bit out of scale, and then... Ash,
4: Ash, well, it's alright, right. whatever you've done, don't think I can be throwing any stones tonight, lads, so... Um,
2: what what do you mean? What happened? Where's... Where, where's Oaken?
1: Yeah, about that... Um...
0: Do you wanna take this or should Nilcat take this?
4: No, I think they're gonna let Nilcat answer this. They've done this once already tonight.
0: I think NOCAT sort of clasps Ezra on their shoulder and is like, Do you wanna go get cleaned up? I'll deal with this.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'll um I'll just be a minute.
0: And I think as Ezra gets cleaned up and gets ready, I think Nilcat sort of fills you in on the details of Blasco. He tells you about how Ezra and Oaken had gone out to basically meet different revolutionary factions and affiliated factions and try and get them all to agree to a meeting, and that they'd ended up being part of a score to blow up a factory in Calvary Ward, and they succeeded, but it was a score that drew a lot of heat and a lot of attention. And the two major takeaways there are, one, Oaken is missing. As far as Ezra is aware, Oaken has been pulled into the cut. And two, the Jubilant maybe are facing a lot of heat and attention at the minute. And almost as a marrying of those two problems, the reason that Nilcat has called you all together is that you need to lie low. And the best place that he can think where you can do that is in the cut. So you can still be useful, you can look for Oaken, as well as like a few other things he, he wants you to do. But it will keep you off the streets for a while and it will keep you out of trouble. So before I detail the score, I guess my question for, and this is for Ash, is do you think what happened on your score comes up at all? Does Ash talk about the thing that he saw in the cut? eventually um hmm.
2: i think it's going to take a while to get around to that because everything just seems to be moving very quickly yeah but if we're if we're sitting and just catching each other up over the next sort of few hours it's all going to come out at some point yeah um oh and also um i think i think my aunt's going to kill me like literally this time <laughs> That's a new one on me. Go on. Um She she came to the house and like literally threatened me. She said that if I wasn't family I'd be dead by now. And then invited us all round for dinner and Oh god, I don't want to go to dinner.
0: Is this your aunt?
2: Yeah, yeah, Galena.
4: Oh, that's not good.
2: Yeah, um, You're mate. I'm. I really don't. I don't want my folks finding out that I set her on fire. You know, (laughs) that's. I'm sorry. What? Oh, um. I mean, it was an accident. She, she was, she was down in the cut. I'm I'm pretty sure it was the cut because gravity was weird, and I tried to. It was supposed to be a distraction, and then it went up and hit her in the face and caught her on fire, and. The, there was the envoy, and or whatever it was, and everything was just weird. So I kind of ran away. Envoy, um, sorry. Um, you, you're gonna to have to break it down for us. Where were you? We we were just gonna do a little job, just a little robbery, just something to you know. Um, and there was a a a big hole in the cut, and there was I went down there, and there was some huge creature on the roof on the floor which is also the roof slow um, okay sorry slow down sorry, um...
0: step by step just just walk us through it. It, it were you doing where were you where were you and I think Nilcat gets you to kind of explain the score
2: yeah I was gonna say I don't I, 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 I don't wanna actually go through it all, obviously yeah um,
0: yeah I think after you've both sort of explained your scores to each other and everyone's filled in we maybe get a shot of like Nilcat pacing for a little bit as Maybe the next round of tea is made. and
4: Someone else is going to have to make it. Ezra is fuming. They want to go and either break Crick or Galena's arm and they can't do either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I imagine Nia uh, arrives quite after this because of all of the obvious like last-minute outfit adjustments to make sure it has everything they want. Um, so we'll be a little bit unknowing and we'll just make tea.
0: I think when you when you walk in, Nilcat like jumps out of his skin. He obviously knows that you're coming, but I think he's so on edge. Like he knows that you're just like the most wanted people in Embrace at the minute. Um
1: want some tea?
4: Yeah, that's probably for best Nia. we could do with calming down, I think.
0: Yeah. And I think Nilcat maybe once the tea is made, sits everyone down and probably apologizes to nia for not explaining everything He's very like I'll, I'll get these lot to explain it to you later but for now here's what's going to happen and he lays it out i think his idea is that to lay low you're all going to spend some time in the cut it's the best place for you it's it's safe as we said and i think he sees it as an opportunity for first of all it's a chance to find Okun. And I think second is that it might, it might be a chance to find out more about the envoy that Ash saw. I think Nilka has a bunch of questions about that, and when Ash can't really answer them, I think his curiosity is kind of up, and an envoy in Embrace is a sort of unheard-of, dangerous thing. And I think for him, especially with Galena, seemingly in the same space as it, Like, that's a major threat. Galena and the minister. But I think those are kind of very big, open, woolly ideas of things you could do in the cut. I think the two things that he breaks down for you as things you can do that might lead to to working out those objectives are, firstly, there are a group of radicals hiding within the cut. They are led by... I imagine a fairly famous radical in a city called Boktiv Dane. And on the night where Atrium got raided, I think a bunch of radicals went and hid in a cut in a place called the Winter's Lodge. The Winter's Lodge is almost a sort of safe space and a halfway house that spirits can go to. It's a group of weavers and binders and snarls and spirits who who kind of look after people in their first few days of being a spirit. So yeah, one, one thing that Nilcat would like you to do is find that group of radicals and ask them to come to the meeting. I think the second thing he asks you to do is, we established in the Ground Itself game that there was a group of people who found some caves in under the castings in Atrium, and I think over the last two years they've been experimenting with different things in there they've been growing food they've been i think led by roan who was the person who found the strange water in the cut they've been experimenting with what they can do with the sort of strange properties of the cut in order to grow food or for other purposes and he tells you that they've lost contact with them they've not heard anything from that group they recently sent in one of the dodgers midrib who is ash's friend i believe Yep, and they've not heard anything. They sent Midrib like maybe half a week ago, and they've not come back. Wait, you s- you sent them in on their own? It-, it-, it weren't me, but they've they've been doing a few jobs for us in going into the cut. Co- they are know those paths to to Renner and Rohn and all of them lot pretty well.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay
0: i think they volunteered initially i think they wanted to see if they could find out where those worms went they're pretty eager to go Di- didn't they tell you
2: oh no it's it's okay never mind we'll 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 see we'll find
0: them i'm sure i'm sure we'll be fine you know how the the cut works
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: but yeah if you could call in on ronan them lot and and if you could call in on Boktiv too and. See how they are. Try and get them to come to the meeting and make sure everything's alright. That'd be great. And maybe, hopefully you can find something about Ork and hope you find him down there. Now I think you should be off as soon as you're all ready and it's not going to be easy. Shall we, shall we work out how you're going to get in there?
4: Ezra looks so miserable, but
0: nods. I think... Nilcat looks around you all and goes, Would it be best if I come with you? I'm happy to if you, if you want me there.
3: In my mind, wouldn't there be loads for Nilcat to be doing?
4: It's probably very uptown. busy. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like hearing Adam do this accent. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> See if you could keep it up for 40 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would feel... As Nia would feel more comfortable knowing that Nilkat is keeping an eye on things in Embrace, like in the city. So can keep us, if there is any way for us to keep in touch, we know when we can leave the cut again. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I do have a question, though, for Nilcat. Okay. So um, I guess this is probably an obvious answer. But with us being so wanted and all, I assume my parents might find out while I'm away. Like, all of our family are going to know. (laughs) Ezra laughs a lot at that.
0: I don't know. And I think NoCat's not sure. It depends how much they want to publicise it, I guess. I haven't seen anything with your faces on yet, or names, but I'll keep an eye out.
1: Okay. Can I leave a letter with you?
0: Yeah. I, I, I'll give you all ten minutes to get ready. If you've got any affairs, just let me know and I'll, I'll see to them.
1: Oh no, Nia's going to come back with like a bundle of letters for like their parents and also all of the dates. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> that need to be informed. Yeah. Hey, Nilka, here's 25
4: letters.
0: I've wrote them all in the past 10 <laughs> minutes. My wrist is on fire.
1: Yeah. I was trying to think of whether Neo would have these like pre-written, like oh assuming this God. day would eventually mm. happen. And but like, but like, with, the, with like the 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 two like two portion of the letter blank.
3: Yeah, I I imagine it's like two love interests. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I have 50 uh, copies of every love letter and I just slam the name in when I meet someone.
3: It's like a stamp. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Nilka
0: tucks the the letters in, safely into a satchel and looks around and it's like, right, you're ready. Shall we do this? And I think we move into the score. So shall we start with the engagement role, and what this is representing is your crew trying to get into the cut. I think the situation as it stands is the streets, especially in Calvary Ward, are swarming with swifts, not just looking for you, but a lot of them are keeping an eye out for for your group, and I think there are other groups, which I've got written on a sheet just, just over here, who are also looking for you as well. That's that's not worrying at all. Nothing to be worried about. Everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. So I guess the couple of things that we need to do here is everyone needs to set their item loadout.
4: out. Oh, I mean, we are already supremely wanted and we're going to be in the cut. I might go heavy. I was thinking the same.
2: I'm going to stick with medium. Yeah, I'm going normal as well. Normal, cool. that's the one.
0: Yeah. You get the extra load anyway, which is nice. And mm-hmm. yeah. I like the idea that heavy is extremely useful when you get into the cut. It might not be so useful for slinking through the streets to get there, but we'll we'll find out.
1: I mean I've got a cart, so
0: yeah, yeah, that that does seem pretty heavy.
1: And Nia has an outfit, so yeah.
0: Yeah, what is this outfit like? Is it like bright colors? Or is it dark or is it
1: So cuz I generally go and look at like some kind of fashion before mm. the session. And what I wanted was this basically lionfish-themed, like, outfit, but that seems like maybe it's not quite right for this. What I have now is an outfit basically made of bustles, (laughs) but all of the bustles are pouches that have things in them. It's completely impractical, and it's probably actually extremely hideous. It's so much fabric. Um,
0: I'm imagining like some sort of mix between like combat trousers and Renaissance frilled sleeves, and just
1: yeah. So it's, it's, Nia tried to go practical and failed.
0: It's very practical if you know exactly where all of the pockets are. Otherwise, it's a it's a nightmare.
1: Which they do. They know exactly where everything is. But for slinking. Or moving without that, like, sound Mm. of silk is a little bit less good. Possibly made out of taffeta (laughs) that can't get wet. It's great.
0: Okay. So I guess what I need to know from all of you, because we're moving into engagement world territory, is is what you're doing, how you're getting into the cut. And I guess we can filter this through the six engagement plans, which are... Assault, which is do violence to a target and you tell me the point of attack. Deception, which is lure, trick, or manipulate and you tell me how you're deceiving. Stealth, which is trespass unseen and you tell me the point of infiltration. Occult, which is engage a supernatural power and you tell me the arcane method. Social, which is negotiate, bargain, or persuade and the detail is the social connection. Or transport, which is carry cargo or people through danger. The detail is the route and the means.
3: I kind of like the idea that this might even be a stealth in the sense that ash has a map of the cut and knows ways we can get in
4: yeah it feels like it would maybe be a stealth of because calvary has a lot of overlap with the cut anyway so there's an entry point somewhere in calvary that's consistent enough that we are pretty sure it will be there and we can get in and it's just a case of we might have to go a bit of a roundabout route to get there and cut through some people's houses and go over some people's roofs to try and avoid swifts on the way.
2: Just Ash doing the um, Cornetto Trilogy thing. What's the
3: matter? Haven't you ever taken a shortcut before?
4: And Ezra running face first into (laughs) a fence.
3: Ivor just walks through all the fences.
0: (laughs) Yes. I mean, it sounds like this is maybe transport then in that case. As well as stealth, like it is sort of like we just carry cargo or people through danger.
4: I guess we're carrying ourselves technically, but
0: yeah, I guess it could be either. I guess yeah, seeing as that's the
2: that's sort of the the detail we need to fill in, it sounds like the route is through the city while staying hidden, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, across rooftops and through alleys and stuff like that.
2: Can they can't go across roofs? That's awesome.
1: I was going to say, how, how good is the cart, like, if you push it up a wall, will it go up the wall? So the way that I
4: pictured this little cart, essentially, is you push it in a direction and it will move itself in that direction. And then you can just, like, nudge it to change course or put a hand in front of it to stop it. And I don't see why that can't go up as well as <laughs> forwards.
0: Mm. Yes. Great. Okay, so for an engagement roll, you start with one dice for sheer luck. And then you... Add one dice, if it's particularly bold or daring?
2: Doesn't doesn't seem to be.
0: Is it overly complex or contingent on many factors?
2: Start from place, go to place?
0: Probably yeah, I don't not. think so. Yeah. Uh, does it expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? I think it does, because you're talking about going to a very specific point that Ash knows about, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And. That that feels like information that your enemies might not necessarily have. Uh, Did I have any particular defenses or special preparations? I don't think your enemies do. I don't think they're strong against this. This is not their turf. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation?
3: Um, I mean, does Nilcat count?
0: Yeah, there's Nilcat. Do you want to go for the Ginol stuff? Like, are they helping? Maybe.
4: I mean, yeah, we've we've already got them in on this, right? Yeah. They've already been helping us smooth this over, so I don't think it would be too much to ask for them to help get us in the cut as well.
0: I almost imagine Zonaris and the Triumphant, maybe, is it?
4: Uh, yeah, it's the Triumphant, maybe.
0: Maybe there's a bit where like they lead some people off you and Zonaris like, turns and does a little wink to you or something.
4: Oh, they're going to be smug about this for weeks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are enemy, enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? Yes, absolutely yes. Uh, so that's minus 1D. And are there any other elements you want to consider? Uh, is it a lower tier target, a higher tier target? Maybe there's a situation in the district that makes the operation more or less tricky. So we've got one dice for standard, one because it's a vulnerability, one because of friends and contacts, and then I think you get minus one because there's enemies or rivals interfering, so
3: you get two dice in total.
4: All right, who wants to roll?
3: Ash he's leading this thing. Oh, yeah, that's, true. I suppose it's finally yep, time, isn't I, I it? I approve of that. I was
2: going to say anyone but Thryn, but yeah, that's cool. I'll do it.
1: Rude, but (laughs) fair.
2: Hey, there we go.
4: Whoa, Ash. Premium rolling.
0: That's a six. Which means that you get a good result and you are in a control position when this all starts. So I think as we've described, you lead the rest of this group through the narrow streets of Calvary, across rooftops, through alleys, kind of ducking behind shops and, and stalls when you see swifts coming past, maybe cutting through the courtyard of a factory building. And where do you think this entrance to the cut is? What, what is the place like that you're arriving at? Um...
4: Ooh, on, on the map in Calvary, there's two kind of like tower spire buildings with like bridges between them oh yeah right near the pop out for the the carousel maybe somewhere around there is nice i wonder what they are
0: not very far then
4: <laughs> well far did you want us to go right
0: <laughs> no no i think i think that's fine i think because i imagine you've had to go like a very circuitous way as well is it like on one of these bridges
4: Could be, yeah, sure, why not?
0: That'd be interesting. Yeah, I like the idea of that. Okay.
1: Like, right at the top of one of these. Yeah. Wait, so are we going to do, like, a disappearing act at the top of a bridge, basically? Between two towers, yes. Yes, Yes, we are. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So I think you enter at the bottom of one of these towers. Do you you know what the purpose of these towers is? Are, Are they used?
4: I like to think there may be something that was used but isn't anymore. Or, like, not used for what it's supposed to be used for anymore. Like, they had a particular purpose and function, and now they're, like, storage or mm. whatever.
3: My only other thought was that they're not towers, but they're, like, big smokestacks.
4: Oh, I like that.
3: Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's quite close to all of the factories and stuff. So maybe
0: it's, like, they're, like, new smokestacks that someone's put up. But they're not running mm. yet, so they're being used for storage while, while the rest of the factory comes online, almost. Like, there's lots of construction around at the base of them as they build the other buildings, and this is just where, they, where they're keeping all of their tools and equipment, and you have to like clatter through them as you enter. And I think the inside is almost big and hollow, with steps running across like the outside of it, almost. And as you work your way up, Ash at the front leading you all, heading towards the bridge where the entrance to the cut is. I think, Ash, you begin to hear voices coming from the top of these smokestacks.
2: Uh, can we hear what they're saying, or is it just um distant, there are voices there kind of situation?
0: I think you can hear what they're saying. I think you hear someone, uh, I think with like a gruff, deep voice, say, Are you sure they're going to come here? Of all you said, they'd be urgent. And you hear someone whose voice you recognize say, If I know them, and I got my information right, this is where they'll come. I think, Ash, you are the one that recognizes this voice. It is the voice of Altara Nimshif.
2: Oh, fuck's sake.
0: Oh, for God's sake. Okay. Okay.
2: Yay. I
0: think because you're in a controlled position, I'm not going to make you roll for what the situation is here. So feel free to ask any more questions. But I think essentially you can see at the top of both of these, well, at least on this smokestack, and I imagine if you look out of any of like, like any ventilation holes or anything, maybe you spy them at the top of the other one, you can see there seems to be a group of people waiting for you. There is Altara, who, just to remind people, is a member of the Nimshir family and sort of one of their enforcers. You met her during the very first score where you stole Oaken. You also met her during the score where you killed the imposter Oken, And she's with a group of people that we haven't seen on screen before, but you have had interactions with before. And you recognise them. They're wearing, like, tailored suits and tight pants and feathered hats. I think from down the smokestacks you can smell their heavy medley of different perfumes. They all seem very well tailored, and they all are carrying some kind of spirit gun. Each of them seems to be very ornate and bespoke.
4: Please tell me this isn't the gunsmiths.
0: This is the gunsmiths. This Uh, is the League of Gunsmiths, who you stole your spirit guns from.
1: Oh no. Yeah, we robbed them real bad. Oh no. Mm -hmm. That's real bad. Oh boy.
0: And they're waiting for you. You are in a control position though, so you've got time to act and think, and it's up to you how you want to get past them, or distract them, or whatever you want to do. Or talk your way through, but that seems less likely.
1: They don't look very talking friendly.
0: How many of them are there? I think on this side of the tower, there is Altara and a person called Prester Real, who is the leader of the gunsmiths, or at least like the elected head of the guild. He has, he's like looking at a shining pocket watch and he has like a catfish-like mustache. I think you maybe know this, Ezra. Prester is... A relation of Scran.
4: Uh-oh. Sorry, Scran.
0: Which is maybe how you how you, how you got that score in the first place.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably.
0: And I think there are three other people on this side, and there's maybe a group of, like, four or five on the other side as well.
3: Why has everyone got our spirit guns all the bloody time?
2: I mean, that's that's kind of the whole thing, right? Gunsmiths, they, they literally make them.
4: Yeah, it is kind of the point of them, I suppose
3: yeah I know, but why can't we ever fight the knife <laughs> men or whatever? you know, like come on,
1: just just let the punch lads I mean if we had stolen the punches off of the punch lads or the knives off of the knife lads, then maybe, but we didn't <laughs> did we
2: um th- th- there is some good news though. Reel's kind of a big deal there like it's, it's it's we must have done something really impressive to get to get them out here, so you know, theres that.
3: Well, we'll all have a pat on the back afterwards about that, but,
2: uh...
4: Yeah, don't it feel grand? That's... that's lovely. Thank you, Ash. I'm,
2: I'm just... I'm just saying we're kind of a big deal.
1: I think I should have written a different letter. I didn't really add in the I'm-now-dead clause.
2: No, no, like they... they don't know we're here, okay? So we just need to get them distracted for... for long enough that we can get through, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, alright, um, time's sort of of the essence here, but we'll see what we can do.
3: Uh, I might have an idea, but this is something I actually want to check with you first, Adam. So, um, I got the dissipate skill last time, which is the one that lets me turn into a vapor and disappear. Okay. But it also says that anything that passes through your form becomes dangerously electrified or frozen. Does that include people? <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what this is.
0: In the, like, this feels like a very Blades in the Dark move in the Electrified or Frozen.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What What is this move in Rhine and in Embrace? I'd love to get to, because I think that's really interesting.
3: Well, like, my idea is maybe perhaps that it chills their spirit.
0: Is it, yeah, is it, like, to do with, like, the emotional stuff? Or is it to do with the cut in some way? Like, everyone suddenly feels a thing very strongly.
3: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe that they either feel very weak, or they suddenly feel scared, or yeah, or whatever you focus on. I, I want to do a big spook. Mm, that's very fair. I, I think you can be a big spook. I kind of want to just turn into a mist and float all around them, and then just do a big booming voice and say fuck off but the ghost equivalent of that
0: yeah because i'm imagining this is about like you're almost messing with their threads of spirit
4: this is a really good plan and it could definitely not go wrong in any way but i am just gonna tentatively remind you that they all have spirit guns so good luck
3: yeah i also like that this isn't a distraction I mean, this was going to be the distraction of me doing this, and then everyone gets in the portal, and then I float in after Okay, yeah. That was my idea. I'm I'm into it. It's not... It's more of a try and scare them off, spook them, you know, the weaker ones will flee, and then we'll just disappear inside whilst I'm doing that. Okay,
0: so... Does Ivar, like, explain this to everyone and go do
3: it, or... Does he just go and do it? I think Ivar just says, I've only done this a few times, but uh, when you see him acting weird, you get through that portal pronto, right?
4: That's nice and dubious, Ivar. All right, yeah.
3: Okay, so how long do you want it to last? Um, well, how long is it going to take people to get in? For, like... 2 minutes 1 minute something like
0: that yeah yeah so i think this is like a minute or 2 so it's only one stress for that and then it's one stress for making this emotional spirit cloud do you want to be invisible
3: uh i think it will add to the add to the feeling
0: <laughs> okay
3: because they'd be they're specifically looking for us and they know i'm part of it so i think seeing me wouldn't have an effect that way
2: sis just suggested you just have your eyes visible. What if I'm just a mist of eyes?
1: Cloud of eyes is pretty good,
2: actually. Yeah, I'm just
1: <laughs> a you cloud do of that. eyes that like like stare into your your soul and make you feel things. Oh my, so
3: my god. Okay, what I Okay, this mm. is what I'd like to set it up as. Everything suddenly goes really cold and they all start looking around, and then all these eyes just start opening in the air, like looking at them. hmm Yeah, and I like to imagine On a
0: spiritual level, like in in Spirit and mind, like what's happening is you're almost whatever emotion they start to feel from that just grows. They can't Uh stop it, if that makes sense. I don't think Ivar is doing this deliberately or like actively, but if they start to feel shocked, they just become, you know, like helplessly Mm -hmm. shocked. If they start to become scared, they become helplessly scared or whatever.
3: I think as well, it's just a mixture of that and then just Ivar just whispering. Leave, leave,
4: leave. Yes. Leave. Horrendous, thanks, I love it.
3: Very cool and good,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, what would you like to roll for this? So you take free stress and then you roll.
3: Yeah, I've done that already and I was going to say a tune. Seems about right.
0: Okay, um, is anyone helping? Do you want a devil's bargain? Do you want to push yourself?
1: I don't know if any of us are capable of helping. I'm happy to add ghostly lights to your mystive device. Can you do that? Yeah, it's uh, my like a star thing. I can produce a light from nothing. Generally, it's attached to me, though, so I don't know if that's still allowed.
3: I mean, my my thing would be that I don't want to reveal you lot, because the whole point is that you, you lot are meant to be sneaking in through the portal. Once.
4: Yeah, I feel like we've maybe put a blanket ban on Nia glowing until we're in the cut. <laughs> Fine.
3: As much as I appreciate it. Thank you, Nia. <laughs> Uh, so, the effect of this? Um, I don't know, you pushed yourself, so I think this is going to be a great effect.
0: Like, you spent a lot of stress to do this. This is not what they're expecting
3: in any way. Okay, and then no bonus dice. Uh, well, actually, what's the devil's bargain, just out of curiosity? Um, I think it is at the...
0: If you manage to do this, and you all manage to get into the cup. Like, that's going to go fine. I think Altara has enough wits about her to realise what you've done and where you've gone. And she will start to follow you through the cut.
3: I don't fancy that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go. go with it. I'm sure it'll be fine.
0: The, the, the risk of failing this is you're starting a fight in a very enclosed space. I will just warn that. with people with a lot of spirit weaponry and who are very good at using it.
4: Yep, let's do it, baby. Oh my god. Womp womp. Here we, here we, here we fucking go.
0: People should take
3: the dice. (laughs) Say no, chief.
0: Luckily, it's controlled, right? So.
1: (laughs) Ryan!
3: Oh, okay. (gasps) Imagine rolling dice.
0: So, on a controlled, on a failure, you falter. You can press on by seizing a risky opportunity or withdraw and try a different approach. So I think you start to do this, you, you dissipate and you start to spread throughout this group and the bit of floor that they're on. I'm kind of imagining there's half a landing, sort of temporary, that leads to the bridge. And as you start to do it, as you start to sweep through this group, you realise that one of them is a spirit themselves, and you start to feel active resistance to what you're doing. So you've got a choice. You can press on by seizing a risky opportunity, or you can withdraw and try a different approach.
3: Hmm. <laughs> what is the downside of doing it risky is that it'll just all kick off.
0: Yeah, that the consequences to a risky action are much much greater. So it's like you, you realize you can like slip away now, or you can you could continue doing what you're doing and try and neutralize the spirit in some way. Or not neutralize the spirit and just have, have everyone have to just run. Hmm.
2: I mean, if it doesn't work, we can all, all just like group prowl, hoof it, and go for it.
0: Yeah, that, that's what the risky opportunity could be here, is that Ivar's doing this thing, and regardless of how well it works, you just all start running. And the question is, yeah. do, does anyone take a hit?
3: Do you manage to get through? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's give it a go. I'm sure we can sort it out.
0: Okay.
1: Great. Dress for running. It'll <laughs> be great.
0: Okay, so this sounds like a group team action then? Did you say you wanted to do a group prowl ash?
1: Let's. With a cart. And a dog. I mean, you, you literally just
4: kick the cart in a direction and it goes. It's really not as much of a hindrance as you'd think. Okay. If
1: we lose it, we lose it.
3: Plus, the dog can fly. It's not. It's all right. It's bat dog. <laughs>
1: We got this! We got this!
3: So yeah, if
0: this is a teamwork action, it's going to be a risky standard to get past them. And I guess Ash will be leading it.
2: Yeah, I've already got quite a lot of stress, but um, it kind of makes sense in the fiction for me to be leading. So everybody please roll well.
4: I mean, it's, it's up to you. Now we're here and we know where we're going, I can do it if you want, because I am fresh out of stress, so...
2: Um, yeah, okay, if,
0: if I point it out to you and just say, um...
4: This is where we need to go. And in fairness, Ezra is much more of a protective wall than ashes, so... Okay,
0: so, like, this sounds like you're maybe doing it a different way, rather than just running?
4: I mean, we, we're still just running, I think.
2: Yeah, just just go as fast as we can, but... Um... But
4: I'm, I'm gonna go at the front and, and hope I can soak up any blows on the way.
0: And barrel, yeah. You pushing
3: the cart...
4: I mean, I'm just going to kick it at the the cut entrance and then run after it.
3: Cool.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, Do I need to roll because I'm invisible? (laughs)
0: Uh, No, because you're doing this other action anyway. I think you're fine. Okay, fine. Yeah, I think you're wrapped up in that.
4: I assume at this point Nilka has dropped us off and gone. Uh. Or is he still here, also in trouble?
0: I think he's still here. Yeah, like I, I imagine you're all still going up the stairs. Basically, this landing is like another set of stairs above you so yeah you've got like this thing where you're pushing the cart up the stairs you kick it at them and then you burst past them almost
4: see i want him to help and help lead this charge because he is also a big boy and hopefully can
1: soak up you know bullets or whatever but um we probably shouldn't get him trapped here with the gunsmiths <laughs> is he known already to be part of us
4: he will be very known i imagine Nilkasi, yeah. a union organizer right so
1: yeah
2: can I give him one of my bottles um, and get him to just
0: start a fire once we're gone?
2: Uh, that seems much
4: safer, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I guess like Nilka no looks around and goes like, so my options seem to be I run up there with you, get stuck, probably have to join you, or I run down here, or Piper keeps some occupied for long enough for me to get to the bottom without being shot to pieces.
4: Oh, I reckon we can cause enough of a ruckus for that, yeah. Um,
0: okay, give us that bottle, lad. Yeah. And take, takes a bottle and then pulls out one of the stolen spirit pistols. What are we waiting for?
4: Right. Right, I guess we're doing this then.
0: And you get plus on dice. As for no get helping.
4: Yeah. <sighs> right, what's this then?
2: A uh, prowl, it sounds like.
4: If we're rushing them... I feel like it's more of a skirmish than a prowl. Mm. It's just running, but it's not sneaky running, you know? Yeah.
0: Like if if this is you crashing in, it could also be a wreck as well if like what you're doing is causing a lot of noise and distraction.
1: Which would people prefer?
2: I mean, I'm always here for a wreck.
1: A wreck a wreck is good. Wreck?
2: Just like throwing boxes at them as we run.
4: I'm yeah, I'm barreling yeah. in shoulder first. Yeah. I guess is
2: yeah. Why not? Let's, do,
0: let's right. do it that way.
4: Let's wreck it.
0: Cool. This is risky standard. I think because they're not aware of you. I think you've got a lot of time to just kind of surprise them and get away while Ivar does his his stuff.
4: Yeah, I think while while we see Ivar doing his stuff, Ezra kind of rolls their shoulders and their neck to loosen up a bit, pushes Nilcat down the stairs with a hurried like, "Well, all right, fuck off then. Be safe, you stupid bastard," and then. Off we go.
0: You too. And yeah, I think as you burst in, starts firing and running downstairs. Okay, so um, Nia fails uh, with a two. Ash gets a, a highest of a six and Ezra gets a highest of a five, which means you do it. You manage to burst through and, and get past them. Do you want to describe what this is like given your respective roles? What, what are you all doing as part of this? so
2: the 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 things like on the bridge between these two towers, right, yes, yeah, and we're kind of rushing out into the open, making a lot of noise and confusion,
0: yeah, you're rushing up the stairs onto like this landing that they're all on, where Ivar is kind of spreading a bunch of chill and then just bursting straight out through the door past them, and I guess into the cup that is just on the bridge between these two platforms.
2: I think as we're coming up the stairs, there's like a window that we pass that looks out across the gap to the other tower. And as we pass it, Ash just lobs a firebomb across to the other tower. So it shatters and just like you've got this kind of puddle of flame on the wall of the, uh, the opposite side.
0: Cool. I think a bunch of people turn their heads to see what, what that was.
4: Yeah, and I guess as it catches fire, Ezra kind of kicks the cart out as hard as they can. So it goes careering across the bridge and then charges out after it. Trying to kind of um, shoulder people on the way so they fall down yeah. and are, are not in a position to be shooting us.
0: Yeah, I think you like smash someone against a banister. You, I think Altara is sort of knocked to the floor into a pile of crates. I think you notice that Presta is starting to be affected by Ivar's like spirit cloud and is starting to. He just get very angry, but like so angry that he's forgetting himself. He's sort of like angry about you all getting past and he's just blustering to himself. And Nia, where are you in all of this? With your two? Are you just running?
1: I imagine that like, say, so had a plan to be kind of like Ezra and shoulder people out of the way, but they were already out of the way. Okay. And just kind of like awkwardly stumbles and tries to like catch up with everybody else.
0: Someone has to like g- grab you and pull you <laughs> pull you forward or something.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not very uh, graceful.
0: Cool, but yeah, I think you manage to get past them, and one by one, you burst into the cut. I think the there's like a sudden feeling of being spun round very quickly as you enter it. And I think as you look around you in this first instant in the cut, you realise that you're still in this tower, or still on this tower, still on this bridge, but you're on the underside of it, and all around you, as if out of the sky in Embrace, these great, shifting, shimmering bismuth flowers grow you keep running
4: I think Ezra takes a moment to moan and wretch first but then yeah
0: come on we gotta go
2: um if we can get enough distance they won't be able to follow us things will things will change before they can catch up so yeah let's let's move
3: and you probably feel something swooshing past and you just hear Ivar's voice just probably best not to stop here <laughs> 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 yeah I think, you keep,
0: I think you keep running and I think the bridge leads to running down the side of the tower and then suddenly you swoop and you're inside it and then you're in a strange almost I think manicured square rigid block like temple sort of space and it drips with strange water that shimmers through the air you're in the cup